When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Three killer NFL football games yesterday. Buffalo over Detroit, Dallas over the Giants, Minnesota over New England. But who do you believe in most to get to that Super Bowl? Buffalo, Dallas, Minnesota. Braden Gall, Courtney Cronin filling in today for Greeny here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance, of course. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. That's right, Buffalo, the preseason and all summer long betting favorite to win the Super Bowl. Dallas, a team that has been built around Dak and has been to the postseason but continues to fail in the most important moments over the last, what, I don't know, Courtney, 25 years or so. And then Minnesota, obviously down last season, all the pieces in place this year with new coach, uh, Kevin O'Connell, lot to get to. So who do you believe in most, Courtney? Tell, tell me who you believe in here out of these three that had big wins yesterday on Thanksgiving. I'm not going full Jerry Jones and saying that I unequivocally <laughs> believe that the Dallas Cowboys will win a Super Bowl this year, but as a contender... Absolutely, I'd put my money behind Dallas. I think that we've seen, you know, kind of similar to the way that they did in their week three win against the Giants, where they had a different quarterback at the time in Cooper Rush. They just dominated on the ground, and that's not like that's that's got to be the recipe for success against a Giants team that's depleted across the board on defense. And what you're seeing with Tony Pollard, with Ezekiel Elliott, like that is such a lethal one two punch, similar to, I mean, at least for me. It makes me think of what Green Bay could do if they were really going to rely <laughs> on their two-headed monster running back with AJ Dillon um, leading the way. And I just, you know, I don't, I don't understand like why it took so long for certain teams to realize that. But Dallas, th- that's how they come alive. And you're seeing in real time too, CD Lamb becoming a number one receiver. He had some great moments yesterday against the Giants secondary. Yeah, they're a complete team. Dak is doing it, you know, what I I go back to the Jerry Jones comment about wanting him to kind of get his money's worth with Dak and wanting to see Dak do more. Uh, He said he wanted him to run around more. I don't really understand why you want to do that with your quarterback's (laughs) legs when you're paying him $40 million a year. Who's who's been hurt every year for like five years. Yeah, I mean, but Dak's winning games with his arm down the stretch here. They didn't have to do much of that uh, in the second half against Minnesota. It was such a dominating win. They could kind of ride cruise control, but against the Giants, they did. And it's impressive to me to watch where this team is now, knowing I wrote them off after Dak's injury week one. I didn't think they were going to be able to ride their defense the way that they did with Cooper Rush in for Dak, but they did. And now they can be a complete team again. And they've shown that the last couple weeks. How about this? That 10th straight win for Dak Prescott over the Giants. They held Barkley in check, Saquon Barkley in check, just 39 yards. They run the ball for 170 yards. Zeke now in his second game back from injury. Very productive in both of those two games. Micah Parsons, a couple of sacks, seven hits on the quarterback yesterday against Daniel Jones. Again, like you said, Dak making plays with the arm. Uh, so why the Cowboys, who have yet to – the one thing we don't have with the Dallas Cowboys is this proof of concept in the postseason. And, and, and I think we have a little bit more of that with Buffalo. So why Dallas over Buffalo if you're picking between the two? If I'm picking between the two, I think the 
I'm factoring in injuries here, and I know that we're not trying to be prisoners of the moment and look at the Von Miller injury and say that it means it's over for Buffalo by any stretch. I am concerned about it, though. I think Dallas's pass rush. I think Dallas has the best defensive player in the NFL right now in Micah Parsons. Like, there's, I don't Ooh. think you can actually argue with me about that because he's going to win <laughs> Defensive Player of the Year, and he has been such a vital piece of what they do. Not only in terms of rush, of you know, pressuring quarterbacks. But all their coverage schemes, everything starts up front in what he can do and how he dictates their tone defensively, which, you know, is certainly a credit to Dan Quinn and the way that he's revitalized this defense since he got there. But I just the way that they won, they've been winning games like Buffalo had some scares recently. You know, they lost to the Jets. They lost to the Vikings on the ro- at home uh, after they had a chance to win that game because their quarterback in the biggest moments has really struggled, and he struggled inside the red zone. So I have more pause about Buffalo. Even yesterday, it took them a field goal at the end of the game against Detroit. I'm not trying to disre- disrespect Detroit because I think they are a different team, and they are <laughs> building something here, especially the, new Lions, the, the new, the new Lions, Courtney. The new Lions. <laughs> the Lions that score 30, roughly 30 points a game. Um, no, but I, I just there, – there are too many blunders that we're seeing right now with Josh Allen. Yes, they've been able to overcome it, and yes, he is the one putting his team in position at the end of games to do that, but I am concerned about that. And, and doing it not fully healthy. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Call us on the Dr. Pepper call in line and tell us who you believe in most Super Bowl upside Bills Cowboys or Vikings all three with wins yesterday Keyshawn Johnson by the way agrees with you Courtney here's why he thinks the Cowboys are a Super Bowl contender they're led by their defense at Michael Parsons and company and that's how you win Super Bowls I know a lot of people like the the flash I'm an offensive player I play receiver I want the football in my hands no question about it but I also understand what it takes to get a championship defenses win championships the offenses are part of everything but the defenses are the one that set the standard they set the goals like the foundation is set defensively for the Dallas Cowboys and as long as Dak Prescott doesn't screw things up he, you know he was 30 or 21 he kind of took my recipe that I like the amber and 20 uh, 30 or 21 261 yards two touchdowns but he had the two interceptions along the way and they still rush you know they were able to, to run the football effectively and play defense that's how you win in this league if you have that recipe minus the interceptions and the turnovers, you're going to win a ton of games. And I think they're on to something. Keyshawn Johnson there, of course, on uh, Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Uh, Courtney Cronin, Braden Gall, filling in for Greeny here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. He- here's my thought on Dallas, because I'm, I'm on Buffalo here. I think Buffalo has uh, – I'm going to give you the two reasons here in a second because I'm going to take the bills. But here's my concern with Dallas. Dallas has all of the upside. I agree with everything you just said about the Cowboys. They've got all the pieces. They've got the defense. I agree with Key. They, you know, as long as Dak takes care of the football, plays his best game, to me, they have the upside. I have, I have yet to see it take place in the postseason. I have questions about the head coach and Mike McCarthy because we saw, I think we saw in the second half against Green Bay what happens sometimes to Mark, Mike McCarthy a couple of weeks ago where you just you sort of don't understand what's happening. But I think it's all there. We just haven't seen it yet, and I guess it's hard to put this into – like, there's no statistic to back this up, Courtney, but there is a volatility to the Dallas Cowboys that is inherent in that franchise. 
Does that no make question. sense? No and question. Like, because you have their to owner, that. yeah, and their owner, when he constantly is putting out this rhetoric, whether it's good or bad, it puts pressure around this organization. I don't care if it's him saying that he unequivocally believes that they can contend for a Super Bowl, or if he's, you know, talking about how there might be head coaching changes and how he's putting so much pressure to win a Super Bowl before he turns a certain age, like. That stuff doesn't bode well for any franchise. You can say, yeah, block out the noise, whatever. You cannot tell me that that doesn't carry extra weight when it's coming from your owner who hosts these press conferences after games. (laughs) And honestly, I think it does them a huge disservice when he speaks. But Mike McCarthy, as of right now is riding high towards being the coach there next year. Like it, it, it changes so much on a week to week basis when Jerry's talking about how he's disappointed. And he said it like four or five times following the green Bay loss because they're up by 14 going into the fourth quarter. And then they blow that game because their run defense has been atrocious, which I think yesterday that, you know, the fact that they bottled up Saquon Barkley in ways that they weren't able to do with the two running backs in green Bay that they weren't able to do with Justin Fields uh, and the running game of the Chicago bears the week before that, that's a positive sign that things might be turning the tide here because that was their biggest weakness. Like when, when Micah Parsons is talking about the fact that like the house is on fire, well, extinguish it before it burns down. <laughs> and, that, and it seems like they're at least getting close, close to doing that. My four-year-old just learned uh, just recently in preschool, stop, drop, and roll. Like you got to do things to solve the problem when the house is burning. Uh, here's my question. Which head coach, Buffalo, Dallas, which head coach and coaching staff do you trust more? Buffalo and da- I mean I think it would have that's an easy one because okay. All right. because Sean McDermott hasn't had these sort of mental errors that Mike McCarthy has with clock management and situational football quarterback in the postseason third and seven fourth quarter down by four. On the road at home doesn't matter which quarterback you trust more, Dak Prescott, Josh Allen. It's hard because I mean because I realize my argument about the Cowboys is effectively putting Dak last in that. So yeah, I would go Josh Allen on that, but I think okay. complete team wise, I'm going I'm going Dallas. Yeah, that's that, that's where I'm going. Like I trust the head coach and the quarterback, probably the two most important pieces here. Exactly. The, the defense without Von Miller, I might go Cowboys. I, I mean, I think I think even with Von Miller, I'm going the Cowboys. All right, there you go. So th- th- there's a really good case for both teams. There's no question about it. Uh, proof of concept. Got to see it from the Dallas Cowboys. Tune into a football doubleheader on Sunday as the Browns host the Bucks, followed by the Saints and the 49ers. Coverage begins at noon Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. Who do you believe in more? Your calls next, right here on ESPN Radio. Whether you rent or own, Geico makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Go to Geico.com today. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Brainstorm, what is something that works so well that it's basically magic? 
Air conditioning? Noise-canceling headphones? Meeting-free Fridays? What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to all other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way, because businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash greenie all lowercase go to shopify.com slash greenie now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash greenie shopping for mother's day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute but macy's gift finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for mother's day whether you're shopping for your sister's first mother's day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement macy's gift finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both you can shop by price anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under you can also sort by category like fragrance handbags and more or gift lists like for the mom who has everything pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma find top brands like studio pro model beats headphones polaroid cameras and samsung smart tvs so what are you waiting for mother's day is may 12th it'll be here before you know it macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year head to macy's.com slash gift finder today that's macy's.com slash gift finder who do you believe in more to play in win a super bowl Minnesota, Dallas, Buffalo, all three with big wins on Thanksgiving. Braden Gall, Courtney Crunden filling in here for Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Bills, Cowboys, or Vikings, who you got? What makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination? Because they offer free battery testing and charging and reliable replacement batteries starting at just $79.99, and they've always Got your battery solution. Get in the zone, AutoZone. we got a bunch of you all lined up here to get into the zone. Brian in Florida, you're first up. Welcome to ESPN Radio, Brian. Brian, welcome. Brian, to- and Brian, Brian in Texas. Brian in Texas. What's up, Brian in Texas? we got two Brians, Courtney. we just got, we got all the Brian. Brian in Texas, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. Hey, man. Hey, listen, thank you for taking my call, and happy Thanksgiving to all of y'all. Uh, love the show. Uh, I'm going to go outside the box a little bit. I'm going to go, and, and hear me out, I'm going to go Tennessee Titans. Not oh. on Thanksgiving, I get it, but hear me out. <laughs> the Titans play the, play the Chiefs very tough. They, they've got the, the, the blueprint, how to beat them. They slow the game down. They, they keep Mahomes off the field. Okay. And I know they lost to them earlier this year by a field goal in overtime. But with that being said, I'm going to go Tennessee Titans. Okay, Brian, I appreciate the call. Listen, I think the Titans are built 
Courtney, this year to be – like if you're going to have a really great defense and a, an average offense, this might be the year to do that. And certainly Mike Vrabel has been very good against the Kansas City Chiefs. But you didn't follow the rules of the game, Courtney. Do we give him demerits for not following the rules of the game? No, it's the, it's the holiday season. Okay, it's the right, giving right, season. Right, we, okay, fair enough. To his point, <laughs> I, I go back to that Sunday night game, the overtime loss for the Tennessee Titans. I mean, they're the, they're the only team so far that's figured out the blueprint for how to slow Patrick Mahomes down. Yeah. And even in that game, Mahomes accounted for over 500 yards of offense on his own, <laughs> which is crazy, uh, craziness when you think about it. But – defensively, this team's really good. Like They've held a point, opponents to under 10 points three times this year. There was the Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, and the Chiefs. Like That was the only, that was their 20-point game uh, at that point. They had five quarters against, you know, a backup quarterback and a running back who ran for over 100 yards. Um, that, there's so much there that I think you can like about the Tennessee Titans, who honestly, we don't talk about them enough. They just kind of quietly have this 7-3 and three record. But that Thursday night game in Green Bay, when that was such a must-win game for the Packers coming off their win that they grabbed over the Dallas Cowboys, I looked at that and said, that's the real Tennessee Titans. That's the team that is going to win the AFC South. They're right now the three seed, and they're going to make some noise in the playoffs. I think they're absolutely in the the AFC playoffs. They're definitely getting out of the wild-card round. Mike Vrabel wants to turn it into a rock fight in a back alley, and he does it every single time. And if they add Traylon Burks and Chigakonkwo, the two rookie weapons that have been very good the last couple of weeks for Ryan Tannehill, watch out for that team because you're right. Oh, by the way, the number one seed in the AFC last year. Just just reminding people, just reminding people, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We're substitute teachers, so we'll allow for breaking of the rules. But who do you believe in more, the Bills, the Cowboys, or the Vikings, all three with wins yesterday? Trotsky in Alabama. Trotsky, what's up, man? Hey man, how y'all doing? doing hey, well. uh, you 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 alluded to it earlier, but it's 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 you down by four. You got two minutes left in the game, and all 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 the all the chips are at the middle of the table. Who do you trust under center? And uh, between Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott, I got to go with Josh Allen. <laughs> that is an uh, excellent touche. call, Good Trotsky. Point. Excellent point. point. But but that is a huge like. We could talk about the coach. We could talk about the defense. You could talk about all this stuff, but this is a quarterback league, and at the end of the day, you're going to have to have a guy. A guy's going to have to make a big drive at some point and make plays on third downs. Yeah, and the thing is, with so many of these teams that we're discussing, are they contenders, are they pretenders? Like, you can throw the San Francisco 49ers in that mix Mm -hmm. because most people are going to say Jimmy Garoppolo would be the impediment towards a Super Bowl and that Kirk Cousins would be an impediment towards a Super Bowl. And Dak Prescott in that mix, too. Isn't it nuts that we're talking about, wow, everything except the quarterback is a sure (laughs) bet on those teams? And it's the opposite in the AFC, right? We're like, Bengals, we're not sure about this, this, and this, but we love yeah. Joe Burrow. You know, actually, you know what? The Titans belong in the NFC is what we're learning here, is what, <laughs> is what we're learning. Uh, no, I agree. Like, now, here's the thing about Jimmy G, though. He's done it on worse teams. He's been to the Super Bowl. He's been to the NFC Championship game. We like to rip on him, and he was clearly one of the big reasons why they did not win last year. But at least he's been in that moment, and, and, and his teams have delivered, and now he's got an even better supporting cast. No, absolutely, and I think the Monday night win over the Arizona Cardinals was a statement because, you know, the way he spreads the ball around, whether it's Brandon Ayuk, who had two touchdowns, George Kittle had two touchdowns, Debo Samuel ran for a touchdown. Oh, and by the way, they have somebody named Christian McCaffrey (laughs) who sets it all up. He had 106 (laughs) yards from scrimmage. Like, 
it's all coming together at the right time for a team that I think, due to injury and the massive quarterback change that happened after Trey Lance goes down early in week two, they had to find their a new identity because they didn't have Jimmy Garoppolo during the offseason. Right. Yes, he had been there, and it was this weird cloud that was hanging over the team, but he looks really good this year. And I'm not just saying that because of the way that the offense performed in one game. I think we saw it in all of their division games right now in, in the NFC yep. West. And I don't see the schedule that they have coming up with all of these home games. I think the furthest west that they travel is Las Vegas in a couple weeks. The the road for the NFC West title now goes through San Francisco, mm-hmm. and the road for the NFC may very well go through San Francisco, too. Yeah, yeah, don't look now, but the Niners are the three seed in the NFC. Devin in the 757. Devin, welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on, guys? First, I got to say, it's so great to hear Courtney's voice as a Vikings fan. She covered the team for many, many years. Thanks, so, Devin. Appreciate you. Uh, glad to hear you're still doing, still doing well. Uh, but I got to say the Vikings, man, I think that Cousins is starting to make a lot of those throws that he never would have made under Zimmer as the coach. Devin, I appreciate the call. I agree with him on that point. Mm-hmm. I think the coaching change has made a dramatic difference in how that offense plays out. And, and again, the defense has got a lot of veterans, a lot of nice pieces. But, but you, you've been around this organization a long time. It does feel like Kirk Cousins, do I trust him on, again, third and seven, down by four, a minute 32 to go, on your own 20, like, do I trust Kirk Cousins to lead that drive? I don't know yet. I don't know if he's ever going to be able to shake the primetime Kirk narrative because they're playing in so many one-score games, and that's not fair. It's not fair at all because he had a terrific game yesterday. And, yes, it helps him having Justin Jefferson, who I think we can argue is the best player in the NFL right now. I don't think that's hyperbolic. Any position? Any position. Certainly the receiver position. I'm going to go out there on a limb and say Justin Jefferson's the best player in the NFL. Um, But all of that, in what it means for Kirk Cousins in the context of getting this team over the hump, they're 9-2, and and they've played in so many close games, and the offense has been able to do things that you wouldn't have seen in previous years when Kirk Cousins was the quarterback, and there's a lot of reasons for that. I think he's being empowered in a different way by Kevin O'Connell, and everything has shifted to offense in Minnesota the way that it didn't Kirk's first four seasons there. Yep, Uh, and of course, again, Kevin O'Connell, drafted by Bill Belichick, by the way, uh, back in, I believe, 2008, getting a win over the guy who drafted him. Uh, That's how long, (laughs) that's that's where Kevin O'Connell and Bill Belichick's careers have been. By the way, I I can't just let you, like, just slide in that that slander on Micah Parsons and Josh Allen and Jeffrey Simmons. It's not slander, though. I love Justin Jefferson. (laughs) I truly feel that Jefferson... I, I mean, and Micah Parsons has done some terrific things. He's going to win Defensive Player of the Year. I have not seen another single player take over a game okay. the singular way that Justin Jefferson has on a routine basis this season. We got more time. We'll discuss the best player in the NFL. I'll have to defend the rest of the league here, even though I love, I do love Justin Jefferson. He is spectacular. Courtney Cronin, Braden Gall, and for Greeny on ESPN Radio. What about another receiver? Where will OBJ end up? We'll talk about that next right here on ESPN Radio. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Go to GEICO.com today. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. 
superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Where will Odell Beckham end up? And what kind of impact could he actually have on the NFL season? That coming up next. Courtney Cronin, Braden Gall here on Greeny, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, of course. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We've also been talking, who do you believe in the most, the Bills, the Cowboys, or the Vikings? Joel in Austin wants to chime in. Joel, welcome to ESPN Radio, sir. Thank you very much. Happy Thanksgiving to both of you. Love the show. Um, So I think this is a pretty easy question to answer, and it's the Cowboys. So already talking about the incredible defense. So we have Micah Parsons, who is the Tasmanian devil. He is the T-1000 on the edge, and he's unstoppable. And then the rest of the defense is shutting down great offenses all over the league. So that's already a given, right? And on the offensive side, Dak, it looks like he's getting better, gaining more confidence coming back from the injury. Uh, and then you have CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup as receivers. And we saw last night that Dalton Schultz is a legitimate weapon when they need him. Add in Ezekiel Elliott for an elite ground game. And then if you add OBJ to this receiver core and spread that secondary even further, I don't see how any legitimate – NFL defense right now can handle all of the offensive weapons the Cowboys would be able to throw at them in the playoffs and then also overcome an elite defense like Dallas has at the moment. Now, that being said, I'm a 49ers fan, so I think that in the (laughs) NFC Championship, I would love to see this absolute throwdown of heavyweight teams if they can both stay healthy and stay the course. Yeah, thank you, Joel. That, that's a, that's quite a great call with a very interesting twist at the end, Courtney. Of, I, I of, was not expecting that. <laughs> the Deion Sanders, the, the '90s Deion Sanders Bowl, Niners and Cowboys in the NFC Championship game. Those two used to go at it like crazy in the '90s. Great, great games. And I guess the question is, how big of an impact can Odell Beckham have? We certainly know that the Cowboys want him. Here was Dak Prescott following the win last night. Yeah, I mean, we're playing like that, and you're able to add a talent like uh, like Odell. Um, that, that can be special. Obviously, that just creates more weapons uh, for not only me, but for this offense, for the play caller, uh, and more things for the defense to worry about. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're, we're getting them in. Hopefully, uh, everything's going going great in the recruiting process. Uh, he knows how much I've, I've won him here, uh, and a lot of these guys in this locker room I've seen have reached out on their own in and, and different ways to make sure that – uh, yeah, he understands that this is a team that he can help, and we want him to come help. 
That was Dak Prescott, of course, Cowboys quarterback following the win on trying to acquire Odell Beckham Jr., Braden Gall, Courtney Cronin here on ESPN. Uh, first of all, he sounded like a college football coach there for a minute. Like, well, the recruiting process is going great. I'm like, this is the NFL. The question is, the Giants are in on this. Dallas is clearly the front runner. Buffalo, Baltimore, Kansas City. Where do you think he ends up, Courtney? And then more importantly, what I think matters is how big of an impact can he actually have? Yeah, like let's give the timeline. He tore his ACL early February against the Bengals in the Super Bowl. So if they, you know, you've been wondering why has it taken so long? Because earlier in the season, you knew he was still recovering from that, which is why no team was going to sign him until he was cleared to practice to play so what what version are you getting of him how healthy is he really and how much of an impact can he make you know in a vertical passing game you know the Cowboys are a run first team let's call that what it is because Tony Pollard and and Ezekiel Elliott are terrific and that is what they you know they could certainly use more help to pair with CeeDee Lamb they've really had trouble this year with if you look at their receiving core trying to like replicate what Amari Cooper brought to this team and I think that Noah Brown Michael Gallup he had mentioned our caller had mentioned those names a couple minutes ago they're getting those snaps but they're not exactly you know Creating the most explosive like attack <laughs> right, right. coming out of that. Like this is a tight end based offense. Like that's what we need to realize. And and seeing the the Salvation Army bucket celebration yesterday with four tight ends <laughs> in one shot uh, should really confirm that for everybody. But no, I think that if Odell Beckham ends up with the Dallas Cowboys, does it take them over the top? Sure, but is it just because he's there that it does that? No, I don't believe that because this is a team that's very much middle of the pack in terms of passing yards, passing touchdowns, yards per attempt. They're they're a good, really, really good offense. Are they elite? Are they in that upper echelon category? No, I don't think so. But this team's going to be is being carried by its defense this year. Certainly, the last couple weeks we've that's been indicated of that. So I. I imagine he'll end up there. I don't know if the Giants have – I mean, they should they should be desperate enough to go get him. I don't know if he's a fit in that group. I really don't. Yeah, and I think what's interesting – They need is- receivers, though. My God. Like, Dallas, the, right, the, right. the Cowboys – excuse me, the New York Giants absolutely need help at that position. Uh, but, but I don't know how realistic the Giants' long-term playoff aspirations are this year, right? Like, I, I think we all kind of understand this is a nice first building year – for what they're doing for Brian Dayball. I think we all believe in him. I, I still have this question about Dallas in the postseason, the volatility of the organization and, and the head coach and all these other things. Like I, I, The upside from all the players, all the personnel is absolutely there. And does Odell Beckham Jr. make them even more dynamic? Certainly. Uh, does he change things for Buffalo or Kansas City? I don't, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't, when is Mecole Hardman coming back for Kansas City? Like, I – I think those three teams are so built to already make a deep run that I think he just sort of, like you said, puts them over the top maybe offensively. The one that it feels like, and and they're probably an outside shot to go get them, feels like Baltimore might be the team that would benefit the most. Does that sound fair to you? I remember saying that on first take at the end of July that Baltimore should have been in early on the Odell Beckham Jr. sweepstakes. And I guess they can still very much get into that. They kind of control their own destiny from here on out in the AFC North to shore up the passing offense, to give Lamar Jackson, who has dealt with a slew of injuries, you know, to all of his skill position guys this year, that one might be like the sneaky, quiet, outside favorite to land yeah. him. We just haven't really heard much buzz there. I don't even, I don't know. Has he visited with them at all? He, they were talking about the Dallas visit a bunch, but 
Baltimore really hasn't been on anyone's radar, at least that I've seen. Apparently there's been some overtures, let's call it, but that's, again, that that's sort of like everybody does that. That's sort of your job as a general manager or head coach is to do that stuff. Uh, Braden Gall, Courtney Cronin here filling in on Greeny, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. I, I do think that here's the one, to your point about the timeline and the injury, how productive can you be? We've seen a lot of players tear ACLs in October and November, and it takes them all the way through six, seven, eight, nine weeks of the NFL season before they're kind of back to themselves. It's basically a full calendar year. Not everybody's Adrian Peterson, right? Like, nobody else has Adrian Peterson knee tendons. Like, his, his knee tendons are just special, right? Like, more than everybody else. And I think the team, like, if all these other teams that have been desperate for help, Green Bay, for example, right? There, there's so many teams that were desperate for help at this position, and they have not gone out and gotten him. Certainly he has control over that, but if you want to overpay, I, I assume you can bring him in. That's that sort. Does that raise any concern for you with him in terms of his ability to produce? Is that teams are just maybe a little bit more hesitant to go get him right now? Well, the timeline was mid-November for him to return to the field, right? And that's that's about that's like right know, now. That's, so, that's where we are, or past that actually. Yeah, I mean, I we'd seen the videos of him working out. We've seen the Instagram posts. Like, I knew that this thing was going to slow play, which should have given teams time to kind of get their ducks in a row. Like, you mentioned the Ravens with, with uh, Odell Beckham Jr. They don't have cap space to do that. Like, yeah, and, I, and I know, like, you know, this is not really a team that's going to be able to contend. They're probably not Super Bowl contenders without having a Rashad Bateman in the mix. And I think losing some of the talent because of injuries, that's going to hinder what this offense is able to do. But... In terms of the health of, of Odell Beckham Jr., it's – I don't know. Do, are teams trying to wait until the last possible moment to make sure he's, like, at his most healthy for a four-week, five-week playoff run? Do we see this thing go into yeah. mid-December and he's still unsigned? I don't know. I feel like at least – at least even if he's, like, not entirely ready to be out there and be playing, what, six, 50 snaps a game – you at least get him in the building. You sign him. You make sure nobody else does. Right, and exactly. then you can work him in. You can make him inactive all you want for the first couple games. We've seen that happen. But it's, fu- it's funny money. You know what I mean? Like, we can make the cap space work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this, point, at this point of his career, too, I mean, yes. Can he, can he can general managers call him up and be like, name your price? Sure. Do, are they, is that going to happen? Probably not. Because right, right. the deal he signed with the Los Angeles Rams wasn't revolutionary or groundbreaking. It was nope. a respectable deal for a wide receiver who used to be that guy and can give you flashes of being a number one that guy but there's also still I mean the age and the injury factor he's not gonna be breaking the bank yeah certainly Buffalo Dallas and Kansas City three the best teams in the league all with Super Bowl aspirations all would benefit from having Odell Beckham on their team there is no question so we'll keep an eye on that Braden Gall Courtney Cronin in for Greeny here on ESPN radio of course presented by Progressive Insurance Michigan and Ohio State on a collision course no mystery throughout the country that it's the biggest rivalry in all sports. This is a great opportunity. You know, both teams are undefeated. Two top three teams in a country going together at the end of the year. You know, that's what it's all about. This Rivalry Week preview is brought to you by Boost Mobile. Switch to Boost Mobile for the power to save on one of America's largest 5G networks. Ohio State and Michigan, Courtney. Doesn't get any better than that. Two versus three. I think we had one in 06 that was one versus two. But this is about it. You can't get any higher. Really, you can't get any higher rated than this other than number one. Uh, Michigan, of course, dominant in this game last year, physically pushing around Ohio State. I, I Here's the problem with both of these teams. 
Courtney, is that we, we these neither of these two teams have played any of the toughest schedules relative to all the other teams in the playoff conversation. TCU, Georgia, uh, you, you know, even USC's played a diff- more difficult schedule than Michigan. We don't really know exactly what Michigan is. Doesn't mean they're not a really good team, but we're going to find out on Saturday. Oh, yeah, and I mean, there's so many storylines at play, especially Ohio State trying to avenge the the loss that they had last year against Michigan, and that was such a streak breaker for Jim Harbaugh and being able to do what they said he couldn't do at Michigan. So, of course, that's in the forefront here. I'm just looking forward to Tuesday. As much as I'm looking forward to the games tomorrow (laughs) and getting to watch some of these rivalry week games and seeing how things shake out, the top four of the college football playoff rankings that come out, I believe it's the fourth set Tuesday 7 p.m. on ESPN like they're gonna look different because one of those losers it's not going to be in the top four does that mean that they don't make the college football playoff no not necessarily but the path is going to get harder even for a one loss Ohio State team even for a one loss Michigan team to to contend for five or six or even be like outside of the picture looking in but I'm I'm really excited for it because we finally get to see a little bit of change from something that's been so stagnant and so predictable, which the committee has been trying to avoid this entire time. Listen, normally chaos reigns supreme in college football down the stretch. We like almost had pure chaos last week, right, where Michigan almost loses to Illinois and TCU almost loses to Baylor. Certainly Tennessee wet the bed last week and they're out of the conversation, but Normally, we get all this chaos. USC still has two very difficult games to go. I think it matters how this game looks to people on Saturday. How, how does it play out? Is it 24-21? Is it a close game in which Michigan looks equal to Ohio State on the road? How healthy is Blake Corm and that Michigan rushing attack? Is J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback at Michigan, capable of challenging Ohio State down the field? How healthy are Ohio State's weapons? They've got some dudes, if they're fully healthy, they can get out in space and really tear you up. But they've also been pretty inconsistent this year. Poor offense against Iowa, even in a blowout. Poor offense against Northwestern. Notre Dame shut them down in week one. I I don't think this is as clear-cut an Ohio State pick as, as people think it should be. I think Michigan's going to play extremely well on Saturday. The question is... How good are these teams relative to the rest of college football? Correct. And and like you were talking about, we were talking about off air, sometimes the Big Ten gets a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt when it comes to the college football playoffs and the rankings and where they stack among other teams that they end up facing in December. And by and large, the last couple of years, we've seen what happens when the Big Ten sees SEC competition, and it doesn't usually uh, bode well. But you've got to think about this Ohio State team and some of the close calls that they've had this year. Yes, are they undefeated? I'm, I'm not saying anything about their 11-0 record right now or trying to poke holes in it, but their offense, as much of a high-powered aerial attack as it is, it's definitely had moments where you're like, this can be exploited, and I feel like Michigan is built to do that, especially yep. what they're doing on the defensive yep. end. And, um, you know, yeah, they had a close game against Northwestern three weeks ago now. It was 21-7. That's not what I'm talking about, though. I think it's some of the other games where it's, you know, playing Notre Dame earlier this season, granted a, a vastly different Notre Dame team now from where they were at the beginning of the season, actually looking more like they did at the beginning right, exactly. of the season yeah. before they were, you know, are they a playoff team? Are they, you know, are they good? They're number five right now in the AP poll. But beyond that, 
you know, the game that they had against, you know, Maryland last week, expected. The game that they had against Indiana the week before that when they put up 56, and I think the spread on that was 40, expected. There's, like, little moments, though, where I just feel like things have looked a little disjointed for Ohio State, and these haven't maybe been as good as offenses they've had in the past. Maybe I'm using previous logic and previous teams and seeing kind of where the limitations are for C.J. Stroud. It's hard to find them. But something just something feels like this can be exploited, and that Michigan might be the team to do it in back-to-back years. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. That defense for Ohio State last week gave up a lot of yards. Maryland's good on offense, but they gave that was you know they ended up as a two-score game. That's because they had that weird touchdown at the end of the game. That was a far closer game than what it really looked like on the final scoreboard. It sounds like we're both picking Michigan. Are we, are we picking Michigan outright, both of us? Oh, man. Is that it, what we're doing? Because that would be – Brandon, to- it's kind of hard not to. Is it like, Am I like oh. crazy for thinking that? I, uh, well, here's the thing. I think it is a little crazy for us both to say, yes, Michigan outright, money line, take them. No question. Uh, first of all, that would be a complete kiss of death for Michigan, which is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment count. Make every moment more, I should say. Uh, if we both pick Michigan, there's no chance. Like we're, that's the uh, that's the old uh, announcer jinx that took place yesterday for the Detroit Lions kicker. Uh, that that I feel like that would be gifting Ohio State a victory if we both pick a set what seven and a half point underdog mm-hmm. roughly on the road in this game that Ohio State has dominated. Here's another oh here's another question I want to raise to you. Can you name a game in which Ryan Day has been the reason Ohio State won? Can you name a game? Can you? sum that up with he's the one who got all the talent there is that fair enough to go ahead and like give him credence for that oh he absolutely deserves the credit for recruiting he's got a great quarterback they have elite weapons i get it but ohio state steps into every and this is your point about the benefit of the doubt for the big 10 to to your i mean jim Knowles deserves a ton of credit yes i will give him that if you're talking about any coach who can shift the tide there at ohio state you're right it's not ryan day I haven't well, seen anything that's like given you, given me at least any reason to be like, yeah, all in coaching decisions there. I mean, but defensively, yeah, I can see it with Jim Knowles. And, and it's all relative here. I, I, Ryan Day's a very good football coach. I'm not suggesting otherwise. What what we're talking about though is this rarefied air where the margins in college football are literally a play or two or a drive or two that will cost you a Big Ten championship and a spot in the playoff. We're talking about tiny, tiny, razor thin margins here. And I cannot – Ryan Day, every single time Ryan Day and the Ohio State team takes the field, they are the better team. They have better players. They should win every single time. Uh, maybe against Clemson in 2020 in the playoff where, where Ohio State and Ryan Day called a great game and they defeated a team that might have had equal or better talent and they end up playing in the national title game. Of course, they get smoked by Alabama. So I just, I'm just asking the question. I'm not, it's not a knock on Ryan Day. I, I know Jim Harbaugh's influence on Michigan. I've seen it for seven or eight years now. I don't exactly know where Ryan Day makes the big difference in this game. That, that's what I want to see tomorrow on Saturday. Yeah, and I mean, the talent differential, it's not what it used to be. Like, Bingo. it's not that Ohio State is just going to, like, you know, is so elite and upper echelon at every single position, and Michigan's not. They're more evenly matched these last couple of years, and they've been probably the last 10 years of this rivalry. Yep, there's no question about that. And again, the attitude of the game last year where Michigan said enough is enough, we're going to line up and hit you in the face, and we're going to do it over and over and over again in the snow, and we're going to embarrass you, and we're going to switch the entire narrative. Can they do it again this year but on the road and maybe without a fully healthy Blake Corum at running back? We shall see. Courtney Cronin, Braden Gall here at ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Is this the best football weekend of the year? We'll talk about it next right here on ESPN Radio. Hey everybody, it's Barton Hahn wishing our listeners a happy Thanksgiving. 
all your support and energy throughout the year. We thank you. We love you. Enjoy the holidays. Hey, Bart, enjoy that pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie? Sweet yeah. potato pie. Always oh, something man. to debate on our show.